You had to know that there would be scammers and fraudsters out there ready to steal your money or identity, or worse, with the advent of the COVID vaccine. Articles that offer warnings about these scams include AARPs with people getting COVID-19 vaccine. Officials warn that scams are next by Catherine Skiba, December 15th. CNN's First Came News of a Vaccine, Now Come the Scams by Julia Hayward and A.J. Willingham, December 15th. And from the New York Times, Homeland Security's Latest Target by Soplin Capno Young, December 18th. And if the advent of vaccine scams weren't discouraging enough, income tax season will be beginning. Officials warn about scammers' many tools, some old, some new, for you to be on the lookout for, including U.S. News's Five Signs of an IRS Tax Scam by Marilyn Leponcy, published September 8th, and finally, Community Tax Website, What to Do If You Get a Fake IRS Letter. Beginning with first came news of a vaccine, now come the scams. Several government organizations have warned against scammers promising access to the vaccine in exchange for sensitive personal information, as well as companies selling bogus treatments promising to cure or prevent COVID-19. The FBI has received complaints of scammers using the public's interest in COVID-19 vaccines to obtain personally identifiable information and monies through various schemes, the FBI wrote in a statement to CNN. Meanwhile, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement or ICE, is working to stop the sale of unapproved COVID-19 drugs and the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, has issued warning letters to seven companies selling products with scientifically unsupported claims to cure those infected. Selling fake vaccines and other treatments is likely only one of the many ways scammers will try to cash in on the vaccine release, the Better Business Bureau warned in a news release. Watch out for phishing messages attempting to trick you into sharing your passwords and personal information. What people can do to stay safe. Where there is interest and uncertainty, there are bound to be scams. The pandemic is a perfect example of that. It's definitely not surprising, Catherine Hutt, Better Business Bureau national spokesperson, told CNN. As a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, as soon as it looked like the vaccine was coming out, we started warning people about these scams. The Better Business Bureau has a list of recommendations for people to identify these scams. They include checking with your personal doctor, ignoring any call requesting immediate action, and double-checking any information you receive with information from credible news sources. Because we know that not everyone is going to be able to get it right away, there is also that issue of scarcity, Hutt said. Scammers will try to get you to make a decision right on the spot. They'll tell you that if you don't act today, you'll lose the opportunity. You'll be asked to make a decision before you have time to think about it. 
pandemic scams are nothing new. While news of a vaccine will inevitably lead to new scams, nefarious pandemic-related schemes have already been a problem. Since the pandemic began, the FTC has received more than 20,000 complaints of text messages and robocalls offering testing kits, bogus treatment, and pandemic-related aid. Scammers will often latch on to whatever is newsworthy, Hutt pointed out. We know scammers are really good at paying attention to the news or pop culture or whatever people are talking about, she says. With the Affordable Care Act, we saw a lot of scams related to that. People asking for information or claiming that if they didn't give the information now, they would lose their insurance. Scams are very topical, depending on what's going on in the world. Ultimately, the best way to inoculate yourself against such predatory schemes is to stay informed. Next, with people getting COVID-19 vaccine, officials warn that scams are next. After the first coronavirus vaccine in the U.S. authorized, state and federal officials were warning that ruthless criminals will try to capitalize on the historic step to steal people's money. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, issued a fraud alert on December 3rd, aimed at the Americans eager to get vaccinated against COVID-19. You will not be asked for money to enhance your ranking for vaccine eligibility. The same day as the HHS fraud alert went out, WROC-TV in Rochester, New York, reported that a recorded scam call offered people a chance to avoid long lines and receive an early dose of the Pfizer vaccine for $79.99. The two developments happened more than a week before the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, on December 11th authorized the vaccine on an emergency use basis. Top state officials are also sounding the alarm about the potential for criminal activity. Even before the FDA acted, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody warned about product and distribution scams tied to the vaccine. Leading up to the FDA's authorization of the Pfizer vaccine, Michigan officials exhorted the public to stay vigilant about COVID-19 scams related to vaccines, treatments, test kits, and clinical trials. Be extremely wary of anyone who offers you a vaccine now, said Joni Caldun, MD and top official at the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Here are five key points that state and federal officials want the public to understand. Initially, the vaccine will be available in limited quantities, so people should turn to trusted resources, their doctor or local health department for guidance. Two, people should not buy any kind of coronavirus vaccine or treatment on the internet or from an online pharmacy. Three, doses of vaccine that were purchased with U.S. taxpayer dollars will be provided to patients at no cost. Providers, though, may charge an administration fee and have that fee reimbursed by private and public insurance companies. There is also a means of reimbursement for uninsured patients. Four, consumers should not respond to any solicitations about the vaccine. Fraudsters are using telemarketing calls, text messages, social media platforms, and 
door-to-door visits to perpetrate COVID-19-related scams, HHS officials said in their December 3rd advisory. Five people should not give cash or any other form of payment to suspicious callers, nor should they divulge personal, medical, or financial information, which criminals can use to fraudulently bill federal health care programs and to commit medical identity theft. There will be strict protocols for the order in which certain groups of people, such as nursing home residents and health care workers, will be inoculated. Watch for announcements from federal and state governments. For more information, consult online resources like the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention webpages and the FDA's vaccine webpages. Criminals chase headlines. Cybersecurity expert Mike Stamos learned of the $79.99 Pfizer scam when the Rochester television station interviewed him about it. He told AARP that he's not surprised at all that criminals are out for quick cash during a global health crisis, observing criminals exploit things that are hot in the media as a way to steal. Stamus lives with his father, 83, and always reminds his computer-savvy dad not to click on suspicious emails, respond to unsolicited offers, or interact with a stranger via email, chat, or website. It's a benefit to have a healthy paranoia, Stamus said, and if an offer seems too good to be true, it probably is. Tessa Williams, spokesperson for the HHS Office of the Inspector General, said scammers have quickly altered their tactics and schemes throughout the pandemic. Scams have varied, selling overpriced or non-existent personal protective equipment and cleaning products, touting fake cures and treatments. Pfizer, based in New York City, did not respond to questions from AARP about the reported scam call for $79.99 vaccine. But since May, the global drug company has been warning people about COVID-19 scammers, including counterfeiters who scheme to make a profit by price gouging, selling dangerous fake medicines, or perpetrating scams on unsuspecting consumers. During a crisis, scammers are more prevalent than ever, Pfizer cautioned, preying on your fears and targeting those desperate for a solution. Next, from the New York Times, Homeland Security's latest target, vaccine scams. A team of agents from the Department of Homeland Security was combing thousands of websites scouting for evidence of the next phase of fraud schemes, offers of treatments or vaccines for the coronavirus, One of those agents in Jacksonville, Florida, spotted a lead on what looked like a website for Moderna just days before the company entered the final stages of authorization by the Food and Drug Administration for emergency use of its version of the vaccine. But the web listed the wrong phone number for the company and misspelled Moderna in its web address. The agent quickly established that the site was not owned by Moderna at all. Given the intense global demand for protection from COVID-19, it is perhaps not surprising that law enforcement authorities are already uncovering fake sites looking to cash in on the desperate search for alternative ways to obtain a vaccine for a disease that has ravaged the world. 
That work from the team of agents from the Department of Homeland Security helped secure the latest takedown of a website posted by fraudsters looking to steal personal information under the guise of offering treatments for the coronavirus, and one of the first online schemes to use the name of a company approved by the U.S. to distribute the vaccine. The efforts by the investigations unit, which is working to coordinate with the FBI and the Justice Department and Customs and Border Protection, come as the international organization Interpol warned this month that organized crime networks were looking to take advantage of the high demand for the vaccine, calling it liquid gold. You have an elderly percentage of the population that's very concerned about getting the right products and vaccines and PPE, and they're not as internet savvy, so they're more likely to fall victim to these schemes, said Matthew Swenson, the investigation unit's network intrusion chief for its cybercrime center. If you could create a perfect environment for cyber fraud, this would be it. Moving on now to U.S. News, five signs of an IRS tax scam. Don't be tricked by clever phishing emails or threatening phone calls. The IRS will almost always use the U.S. Postal Service to contact taxpayers and doesn't initiate contact over the phone. The caller ID may say IRS, but you shouldn't assume it's a government agent you're speaking with on the phone. It could be a fraudster hoping to intimidate you into providing sensitive information or making a payment on a tax bill that doesn't exist. Common IRS scams include demanding social security numbers or insisting on gift card payments. Failure to comply could result in threats that law enforcement is on the way. The tax system is very complicated. And most people aren't confident when filing their taxes, said Christina Taylor, head of operations at Credit Karma Tax. That can make it easy for criminals impersonating IRS agents to manipulate others into giving up personal or financial information. The scammers prey on that vulnerability, according to Taylor. Watch out for these five red flags. An email, phone call, or text claiming to be from the IRS. Poor grammar, hostile tone or awkward sentence structure, threats that law enforcement will be called, requests for payment via gift card, prepaid card, or wire transfers, and demands for a refund to be repaid. When it comes to contacting taxpayers, the IRS will almost always use the U.S. Postal Service. The IRS is old-fashioned, said Howard Dvorkin, CPA and Chairman of Financial Solutions, website Debt.com. You will get a letter first. Since the IRS doesn't initiate contact over the phone, the best course of action may to be simply hang up on anyone who claims to be an IRS agent. Don't believe what your caller ID says either. Scammers have gotten proficient at spoofing, a method by which they can make it appear on caller ID that a call is coming from the IRS or Washington, D.C. You can also ignore all texts that supposedly come from the IRS. The IRS doesn't even have the capability to text you, Taylor explains. 
avoid engaging with anyone who calls or emails and claims to be from the IRS. They may have already accessed some of your personal information through a security breach, and the longer you stay on the phone with them, the greater the chances are they may be able to cajole or bully you into sharing more. In some cases, they have enough of your information to scare you, into giving the rest of your information, said Adam Levin, founder and chairman of CyberScout, a data and identity protection company. If you do find yourself on the phone or reading an email from someone who claims to be an IRS agent, poor English is another giveaway of a scam. Some IRS scams are based outside the country, and poor grammar, multiple typos, or unusual wording is a red flag that the message or email is not an official IRS communication. The tone of the communication is very important, Levin says. The IRS doesn't call and threaten. Hostile email messages or someone yelling on the phone are sure signs of a scam. If you need reassurance that the call or email is fake, you can contact the IRS directly to confirm the message is not from the agency. Be sure to call the agency's toll-free number 1-800-829-1040 instead of any number left on your voicemail or sent in an email. Scammers use the IRS's intimidating reputation to their benefit. What better way to scare people than to pretend you're from the IRS, Dvorkin asks. Because of that fear, people may believe an IRS impersonator when he or she says the police or immigration officers will be sent to make an arrest if payment isn't made over the phone. However, security experts and the IRS say that this is a classic sign of a scam. They are never going to demand immediate payment, Levin says. If you have an outstanding tax bill, that would be a civil matter, not a criminal one, and not something the police would be called in to handle. Another sure sign of a scam is a request to purchase prepaid cards or gift cards and use those to make a tax payment. The same goes for demands to send a wire transfer. In some cases, people will get collection calls from the IRS if the agency's numerous mail notices go unheeded. However, the agency doesn't demand immediate payment during those calls. It also can't dictate how you pay the bill, even if it could. It would make no sense for the government to want to be paid with gift cards to the iTunes store. The less common IRS scam involves taxpayers receiving an unexpected direct deposit from the Treasury Department. Then, someone pretending to be an IRS agent contacts the person to arrange for the overpayment to be sent to them. The IRS is not going to call you to get a refund, Taylor says. She reminds people, the IRS loves letters. If the deposit is followed by a contact from a supposed IRS agent requesting bank information or the return of the money, taxpayers can be assured they are the target of a scam. Should you get a refund that you're not expecting, contact the IRS right away. It could be a sign that a fraudulent tax return has been filed in your name. You can also contact your financial institution to have the deposit returned to the government. While experts say the best advice is to simply ignore IRS scams, you can also report them. 
the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration has an impersonation scam reporting form just for that purpose. If you've lost money to a scammer, you may also want to file a report with your local police agency. From the Community Tax website, there are many different IRS scams that try to bait taxpayers. Nowadays, people use the Internet for just about everything. Communication, making payments, and yes, filing taxes. Most IRS scams these days are either email-based or phone-based. That's why mail scams can catch you off guard. Mail is the primary means by which the IRS contacts taxpayers. Whenever you receive a letter from the IRS, it seems to come with extra weight. You know it's going to be either good or not good. Either you're getting your tax return or you're being notified that something's not quite right with your taxes and you will have to mail in some additional information. Taxpayers pay extra attention to IRS letters, but not all taxpayers make sure that the letters are legitimate. Thanks to advanced photo editing software, it's easier than ever for con artists to draft letters with an IRS layout and font. They look extremely accurate. Furthermore, mail scams tend to target non-citizens who reside within the United States. Fraudsters know that non-residents are more likely to be unfamiliar with IRS methodology. There are a few key features on your IRS letter that will prove it to be legitimate or fake. Some of these features deal with the actual content of the letter, while other features are formalistic. Additionally, the IRS has helpful resources that can verify the validity of a letter. The content of the correspondence might be an indicator of whether the letter is real or fake. The IRS contacts taxpayers for a few specific reasons. You have a balance due. You are due a larger or smaller refund. The IRS has a question about your tax return. The IRS needs to verify your identity. It needs additional information from you. The IRS has changed your tax return or it is notifying you of delays in processing your return. The IRS does not grant gift money. Some taxpayers, for example, receive a letter that says something like this. Congratulations, after reviewing your tax return, the IRS has decided to grant you a special tax return of $1,000. Please mail your bank account information to the address below so that we can deposit your tax return. The IRS is taxed with collecting money, not giving it away. The only time you should receive money from the IRS is when you get your tax return or refunds that may be the result of your tax return being amended. The IRS will already have your address and will automatically mail these to you. They will not have to ask you for your bank account information. Another fake IRS letter that has been circulated is similar to this. Attention, taxpayer, you owe $2,000 in taxes to the IRS. If you don't pay this amount immediately, you may be subject to tax penalties or imprisonment. Please make payment to the address below, and we only accept electronic payments. This type of letter is an attempt to capitalize on a fearful reaction that's caused by the aggressive tone. First of all, the IRS will give you multiple notifications of outstanding debt. 
Second, the IRS never demands only one form of payment. The IRS will always give you payment options. Fraudsters prefer electronic payments because checks can easily be invalidated when given to someone other than who's denoted. Remember that the IRS is very detail-oriented. Each letter should come with very specific instructions on how to respond to its queries. The letter will usually have bullet points that detail each instruction. Some letters may clearly state that no reply is needed. If the content of an IRS letter seems rushed or vague, it is likely that it could be a fake IRS letter. Real IRS letters have either a notice number, or CP, or letter number, LTR, on either the top or bottom right-hand corner of the letter. If there's no notice number or letter, it's likely that the letter is fraudulent. It's recommended that you call the IRS at 800-829-1040. You can give them the notice number or letter number that's on the correspondence, and the IRS representative will tell you whether it's not legitimate. How to report an IRS scam. Always report fake letters to the IRS. This helps the IRS identify scams that are in circulation among taxpayers. You can report fraudulent IRS letters to the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, the TIGTA, or directly to the IRS at phishing, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, at irs.gov. Either of those resources will give you instructions on what to do with the fake letter. Usually, they'll ask you to dispose of it. Summarizing IRS scams, there are some other widespread IRS scams that you should be aware of. Sometimes you might actually get a phone call from someone who's impersonating an IRS representative. This person may use aggressive language. The IRS strictly prohibits its representatives to use such tones or ask for your personal or bank account information. Never give out your personal information in such a way. Similarly, you might get an email from someone pretending to be from the IRS, and they might ask for similar information from you over threats of financial penalties or imprisonment. These practices are known as phishing. Hackers and con artists are phishing for personal information from unsuspecting taxpayers. Be aware that the IRS will never contact you first over the phone or email. This is not generally how the IRS contacts taxpayers. The IRS always initiates correspondence through letters. And so long as you know the key features of a real IRS letter, you'll never be victimized by IRS impersonators. If you receive a real letter from the IRS, be sure to do some research on what to do if the IRS contacts you before you reply. And before I close, a last-minute warning about vaccines. Medicare will not call beneficiaries to offer COVID-19 services, and government officials will not call the general public to obtain personal information. You will not be asked for money to enhance your ranking for vaccine eligibility, government and state officials will not call you to obtain personal information in order to receive the vaccine, and you will not be solicited door-to-door to receive the vaccine.
And those are just a few of the scams that are targeting us currently. Hopefully, none of us will be targeted by any unscrupulous scammers. But if you are, be armed with the facts and know how to report it to the authorities. Thanks for listening, and until next week, I'm Kathy Van Skoik.